Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm willing to bet you really enjoyed part one of the big interview with West Ham's Robert Snodgrass. For this follow-up episode, I recommend not necessarily listening in a public place with the sound very high. Be prepared to laugh, sometimes uncontrollably. You know Robert Snodgrass, the footballer. Meet Snoddy, the king of the prank calls, and learn about why some of his managers have been unbelievably special to him in what has sometimes been a difficult, bumpy football career. Enjoy. A por ello. Nos vemos. Your, your love of the phone prank calls. Yes. Would you like, is there anything psychological you'd like to share about that? What's the... Oh, uh, there, there was the honestly, can you do a Welsh accent? The, um, no, I don't know. I don't think I can. I need to be in game mode for this. Um, it got me off guard here. And I don't no, want to... You don't have to do it now, but... I like, don't want to give you the voices because I could phone you in years to come and, <laughs> and pretend... <laughs> You see, this is I am I'm in this instance. I'm Gary McAllister. Yeah. Because I've heard lots of things. Yeah. Right. And I'm just asking you straight. You know. Yeah. In phone terms, are you a bad lad? Who have you pranked? <sighs> when did it start? Oh, it started. For, and yeah, of those you can share, which has been the best. I'll share a few with you. Um, there was me and uh, there was a there was a footballer who's one of my one of my best mates. He was a uh, usher at my wedding. A boy called Scott McLaughlin who had a great listen. He had a great career. He had about six hundred games and played with Livingston um, through the sort of the low leagues in Scotland. And he's a, honestly his voices are amazing, you know. <laughs> and and we we pranked we pranked everybody. We had a ex teammate of ours. Um, who was, was was coming through and he and his dad's got shares in St Johnson, boys called Scott Finlay, um, and he was keeper. So every single time I'm pranking anybody on the phone, it's listen, I'll be honest with you, you say I'm a bad lad, I'm <laughs> I honestly easily led, right? Because everybody goes A big boy phoned him and ran away, listen, is that right? Oh listen, Snods, <laughs> I've got this guy here, I want you to phone him, and I'm like He's the number. I'm not even hesitating. Just give me the number, and I'll think of a story in my head at the time. <laughs> so I says, let's let's go. So his dad at the time was quite successful, and he ran a lot of events and different things, you know. Um, so we rang him up, me and Scott. And this was a daily thing. This happened every single day, and I thought I I, I didn't care who I was hurting in the process. I thought I, I, I need to I need to laugh. I I, I love laughing. So I thought, <laughs> and I don't want to stop. So I thought, let's do it. And uh, phoned him up and he says, uh, how you doing, Scott? Events team or whatever. We want to uh, bring um, Sugar Ray Leonard to you know, the events with your dad and all that stuff, you know? 
<laughs> so he's he's came in hook like zinker thinking Sugar Ray Lennox is coming to Perth. He's sh- he Sugar Ray's coming to Perth. So we're, we're thinking to ourselves, so we had him, hook line sinker, and uh, we <laughs> says, for, a, for, for an half fee, the union, old man or whatever it was, we says, uh, we'll get Mike Dice in there as well. <laughs> so, so he's he's went for his one phone call thinking, Sugar Ray's coming, Mike Tyson's <laughs> coming, and he's getting a one-on-one with Mike Tyson. <laughs> And it was just, you know, just the, just like creating that in your head. It was, it was amazing. And and we, we went through the, that was just the start. We went through the uh, the gears, you know. But D- Jimmy Brillard done him as well. I said to Jimmy, he was going on Sky Sports Game Changers when he came out the jungle and he was getting up and he was dressing up as a a big furry bear because <laughs> he had uh, he had he had an argument in the uh, in the jungle with one of the one of the lads in there. And, and everybody online I think was calling him a big bully so saying Jimmy you're a bully you know that the kid's younger and all that stuff so I phoned him and this again was somebody else and somebody went listen I've got Jimmy Bullard's number here do you want to ring him Gaze his number give me it I'll ring him so there we go I, I, I rang him and I says Jimmy I says listen I says um, it's uh, how are you doing Jim it's uh, Ian Jenkins here how are you <laughs> and he's and he's in he's, he is hook line sinker and uh he goes, um, oh, my, what can I do for you? Oh, oh. And, I says, uh, and I says to him, I says, uh, listen to me, why don't you dress up as a big furry bear, come out in Sky Sports Game Changers? And he goes, well, I'm not saying no to that. He says, uh, but have you got any consecutive work? I says, well, there's loads of different animals you can dress up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm no joke. I was sitting watching the boxing. It was, it was. I think it was um, Tommy Coyle against Luke Campbell. It was, uh, it was like the Battle of Hull, basically. So uh. Jimmy must have been watching this because he used to play with Hull, and uh, he's seen me on the TV, and he's seen obviously his mate is there as well. Do you know what I mean? So we're in the crowd. So just random, this boy turns around and goes, "That's for Jimmy Bullard," and I'm like, ah. "So reads a message out. He goes, you Scottish." I'm coming for you. He says, <laughs> you want me to dress up as a big furry bear? I mean, where's the chances of him here? Like, you know what I mean? So random. How's he figured it? Because somebody told him, like in the company or something like that, he says, oh, do you want to, do you want to ring him or something like that? And I thought, honestly, absolutely amazing. But some of the, some of the things we've done, done uh, the boy Nick Montgomery for Sheffield United. Played many times in the Premier League for Sheffield United. We're sitting there with all the lads were away. Le- 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 Leeds and uh, Lee Bromby turns to me and goes, um, I used to play with uh, uh, Nick Montgomery. He says, oh, desperately get called up for Scotland. And I goes, <laughs> I says, would you want me to ring him? Let's go. So then, here we go. I've rang, I've rang uh, Nick Montgomery. He's played for the under-21s. And I've went, Nick... How are you doing? It's Richard Simpson here for SFA. And and his reply was brilliant. He goes, Richard, I've been waiting for you phoning for the last four years. And I thought, you beauty. So I've done that. I says, Nick, that's the attitude we want here. That's exactly exactly what it's all about. I says, do me a favour, go and tell me what size I suit you. And he goes, he goes, he goes, I'm a 40, he goes, I'm a 40 regular. And I says, brilliant. So I says, what size of tie are you? Like, <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God, right? And I sees him, ru- honestly, I can hear his feet running up the stairs. And, he, and he's halfway up and he goes, size of tie? And I goes, with your build, you're probably a medium, right? I says, and that was it. That was that. I thought, perfect. So he's, he's got his agent, he's got this in the paper. Nick Montgomery gets called up for Scotland. 
And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, how is this escalated into <laughs> sitting? So he phones up. I say this, I'm not joking. You. He phones up Lee Bromby. He goes, Lee, I've heard through contacts, Robert Snodgrass has prank phone called me. He says, if I find that this is true, I'm going to go off my fucking head, right? And I'm like, that. I says, well, I, I says, Lee, I says, Lee, listen. I say, if you want me to talk to him, I says, I'll say to him, listen, mate, it was only a bit of banter, whatever. You know, we'll, we'll just have a laugh with it, you know what I mean? But no, his mum wasn't keeping too good. And she always wanted him to get um, for Scotland. So Lee Bromby is when, yeah, Snod's went in my phone. No. <laughs> He's put me in the shit and I'm thinking, Broms, why have you done this? I seen him months and months later, and it's, it turns out he stayed in the corner for me um, when I was from in Leeds. I didn't even know, you know? And I seen him and we shook hands and a big hug and all that stuff, and he was just like, oh, listen, mate, it was the time where my mum, she wasn't keeping too good, and that's why it hurt him. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, that's me, I'm going to pranky rehab. I'm off, the, <laughs> I'm off the prank calls, no more. Dusted it, and I put the phone away, and I went, that's it, I'm done. I'm done. And Lee. then since then I've only come out on special occasions but I'll keep it for another time. We had we had Darn the D and he was a big influence in sort of those young lads' careers and uh, him, Charlie McGrew and Charlie Grant, Michael McGlinch, all the lads I played at Scotland with, you know. Um, and Darn the D tells a great story about Tommy Burns. He says, um, you know, God rest his soul, he's um what a man he was and, great and, man. and, and uh, he says um he says that um he's telling the lads a story and he goes, uh, he just dropped Paul Hartley. And the and the I think it was for the Champions League night. It was a game midweek. Zico was fuming. Um, no, I just saying. And uh, he, he says to, to Gordon, uh, says to Tommy Burns, "Go and have a word with Zico." And he goes, "Me? Me? You've dropped him? How, how am I having a word with him?" And he says, <laughs> "Not bad, Tommy." He, as well, he, he says, uh, "How am I having a word with him?" So he goes there and he goes, um, "Zico." He says, uh, <laughs> he, "He says, listen, he says a uh, gaffer." You know, they have dropped me, you know, that's a bit, but the gaffer's sick. And, and he's went like that. The gaffer's sick. Tommy Burns went, ah, he's sick of watching you play shite every week. Absolutely brilliant. You come and you come. There you go. <laughs> Take that uppercut, brilliant. And I thought, what a man, do you know what I mean? And it was, he, he was, he was for, just stayed down the, uh, down the road for me. He was in Calton and I was in Gallagher, which was, um, St Mary's and St Anne's just, just you know stone throw away from each other and you know what he what sort of he done in, in, in his name he's just a, just a legend he's a brilliant brilliant man and I remember I was in Spain uh, watching his funeral and I was really touched in a city like we were talking about where um, everyone knew how close he and Walter were yeah. and everyone knew how much damage Walter's Rangers had yeah. done at Tommy Celtic because yeah. it was always Gorman Gorman McCoyst Gorman McCoyst and you know, when Walter spoke at the funeral and, and was so central yeah. to it, it was just, it was a beautiful image and it represented how important Tommy was as a man. Liam Young, one of our socios, says, has Robert ever been close to playing abroad? Or, if you had your time again, would you do so? Yes. He yeah. says, Liam says, that he feels that more players, Scots, playing across Europe would benefit the Scotland national team. Yeah, he's nice, he's spot on. And, and I think learning a different culture on the way they, way they, way they think of the game, the way they, way they study it. And yes, I would have liked to have played abroad. I'd have loved to have done it, just to, just to experience it. And um, I think I, I had a chance after 
an under 17 or 18 tournament in Scotland that was Real Valid, 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 currently owned by Brazilian Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. He's their president. Yeah, is that but Yeah, okay. Well, that was the thing obviously came out about the, the Barcelona thing. I don't know if you obviously seen it like that. It was, um, and that was this, that was exactly right after that tournament. So, it was um, Vivian Kyles at the time called me up and she says, listen, there's two inquiries from Real Valadid and uh, um, Barcelona. They want you to go on trial. And I was like, I said, where the, hell's, where the hell's that came from? I wasn't even playing at, um, you know, at Livingston Who's at the Vivian? time. Uh, Vivian Kyles, she was, sorry, she was the, ch- uh, the chief executive at the time at okay. Livingston, you know. Okay. So she brought me up and she was like, Robert's a great chance. And I was like, listen, phew, I'm definitely there. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll go and, and see what I can do or whatever. And listen, see, that was the, the, the hardest part was nothing ever materialised out of that. And, mm. you know, for a, again, as a, as a young kid, you know, even just to get mentioned in the same breath, it was, it was amazing. But it's something I've had to answer throughout my career. That yeah, I didn't even. I, didn't I wasn't really going to ask that because we've seen how many times you had to say, "Look, yeah. I, I don't really know." I don't know about it, and, and that's but the Liam's uh, point. I think was about your ambitions. We didn't know about Vidalid, for yes. example. And I imagine, given that what we talked about off mic, uh, uh, your love of La Liga and also your brand of, yeah, you know that the ball is your friend. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Winding down, because I have to let you back to your London life, your beautiful <laughs> London life, but I, I don't want to stop without giving you a choice because I'd like to... T- this is a beautiful occasion for us. It's really important. We've had some laughs. You're uh, witty and sharp and, and you know, a great character, but you, you're living the, the privileged life that we all wish we'd been able to do. Not yes. the, the money and the fame, but playing football for a living. Yes. Either we could talk a bit technically about how you see spaces, how you use your left foot, when you bend a shot in, whether it's a free kick or on the run, we could do a little technical thing. Or I'm interested also, as a separate thing, Letting people know about the Premier League, what it's like, the things that we don't see, because it's really well packaged and it's put up all there and it's, and it's shiny casing and all that. 
But we don't know about the, you know, the, where are the bad dressing rooms, where are the good dressing rooms, where's the friendliest club, who gives you a beautiful welcome, yeah. which fans are still not corporate and prawn sandwich, but still a little bit yeah. in your face. The, the things that right now, other than representing your club well, putting your wage in the bank and, and making the best of yourself as a footballer, make you get up on a on a wet Wednesday in March to say, Saturday we're going there and that's what I like about that, the smell yeah. of that ground or the arrive in the stadium, the the, the, the other coach, the jet the I know I'm going to get from the right back. Yeah. Do we go on the character of the Premier League to finish off or do we go on the technique of your of your ability, your choice? Listen, I'm going to um, try and mix both of them in. The biggest thing I always um, wanted to do when I was um, playing was try and go through the gears or sort of saying, right, well, you know, you for League One, or you play in all the different um, levels, and you get to the you get to the Premier League, and you go, this is this is where the big boys, this is where the big boys are at, you know. And you sort of say to yourself, right, Rob, you, you, you go with the flow. You maybe get a chance, let it pass you by, but to say, oh, you've played in the Premier League. But for me, it was um, it was something different, you know. I, I just felt as if you came up against, you know, your your top. Um, your top players, your Steven Gerrards, you see him, you see Gareth Bale, you know, sort of the big names, and you say to yourself, Jesus, you know, these boys are, you know, they're at the very top in their game. But in that team that they're playing, that people don't realise, every single person in that team are top players, but doing their jobs to make those guys are what they are, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. And they, do that a little bit different and I thought well God listen you can you can float by and you can play the game whatever it was I just thought I have to do something different you know I need to be you know somebody who gets on the set pieces and, and and tries to shoot for angles or you know do something different you know I started to add things into my game where it was you know nutrition how can I then you know get my body fat uh, really low how can I get my mental focus on saying you know, how can I get like, sort of five to ten goals, um, you know, how, how, what are they? then you start comparing yourself with these lads and going, how can I then try and be like them? Don't get me wrong, you'll never ever get like them, but when I got my move to Hull, I was I was one of the high school midfielders and I came back for a 16-month injury at that point, which a lot of people probably won't know still, probably to this day, but yeah, I did. And, 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 and that surgeon told me that day, Robert, if you get back to any sort of level, you've done well and and I thought your roots kind of come back in at that point and you go and I looked at him and I thought yeah, that, yeah that, that's what that's what, you, that's what you're telling everybody do you know what I mean yeah, I'm going to come back and I'm going to show you and I'm going to get back to a level and I'm going to push on and I'm going to get to the you know the heights of the Premier League because I'll be honest that season I was in the Premier League I played 25 minutes in the, in the, in the game got relegated that season played 25 minutes my dad's 70th birthday had a party organised for him remember it as if it was yesterday and that feeling to somebody say to you you're it for 6 months to then say to you no you're it for 16 months mm. and you're probably not going to play at any sort of level that feeling is is what a lot of the lads speak about mental health right now and yeah. different things Yeah, that is that's one of the, the worst feelings that you could go through lonely what do you do sink or swim do you feel sorry for yourself hit the drink do what you need to do I never touched a drop of alcohol for 2 years and I thought Right, if you're not going to come back again, comes back to your roots. Don't be like any fault of your own. Go, puff your chest out, and try and be the best person you can be. And lead by example to every one of your teammates who are going through injury at the exact same time. Do everything you can possibly do. You're getting home at seven o'clock at night. You've got your kids there. You're you're, you're leaving the, uh, the swimming pool stinking of chlorine, different things, and you know it needs to start all over again in the morning. You get through the full season, get relegated, no kick the ball, 
I remember in the changing room, the lads down all, all over the place, and I went, well, cheers, I've just got a 50% deduction of my wage. <laughs> I said, because of you last season, you know, every one of the lads were laughing and thought, fuck me, that guy, he's just, you know, he's just took a massive hit. And then the next day, they were away on holiday and I had to go down. Back to work. Back to work. Back to the everyday graph way, sort of get myself fit, no knowing if I'm going to come back again. But everything that was in my head, I had a sniff of the Premier League, but I always thought, what would they top boys do? What would they do, you know? And, and then you get a taste of it where you just say there about going to football grounds and seeing the crowd, you can smell the hot dogs, you can smell the pies, and, you know, those different feelings where... It's, it's, it's such, listen, it is what it is, but it's something different about match day, and it's that drive and that focus. Everybody, the training every day, the lads will tell you, it's a, you know, you come in, you have a bit of banter, you have a laugh, and, and, and you know, when lads have made their money and have done their appearances, what gives you that drive inside? Well, it's you, it's, it's you, you've got to keep the drive inside. I've played nearly 600 games in my career. I've, I've went through the gears that I would say that I, I feel as if learning the game, studying the game, learning about nutrition, sleep, rest, every single thing you can think of, you can look, but you can only be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel as if I did max, you know, my career up until now, where I, and I still, and I can look at you in the eye and say to you, I'm still doing that. I'm still driving to be a better player. I'm still driving to be a better teammate. I'm still driving to focus on everyday life on how I can be a better dad. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Something yeah. so small where you do think about different things and you do think about how you can affect a young lad where he's maybe watching you in the gym and saying, you know, or, or practicing shooting every day. That's what, that's, that's, that's what I'm still doing at nearly turning 33. And you know, at this moment in time, in our team at 33, I've got the most assists and goals. So, but listen, and, and I never played sort of the first 10, 12 games. Um, am, am I blown smoke? Uh, yes, I am, because no. I take great pride in that, because I want to be the best version I can be. It shows I'm doing the right things. So for me, I'll never get to the heights that these boys have got to, but listen, I can only be the best version of myself, and I hope that's answered a, a lot of your questions. It's answered it brilliantly, and, and what I want to know, because you deserve to remember it, is that you'd been back about... Maybe six, seven games before you played Charlton at home. Six now or six one. Abel Hernandez scored. Abel Hernandez scored. Thirty-three minutes in. Don't know what Sam Clucas's uh, assist was like, but the scoreboard said Robert Snodgrass six 0 win. Playing must have been the big thing. But when you get that first goal back for the club, and you've had that lonely, hard sixteen months where you talked about mental health, you've got to dig deep into things that probably nobody at this table are listening. Possibly most people can't understand not just don't understand and then you're back and you score yeah different feelings same as ever no it was that a, moment I think I can't even describe it it's a surreal feeling I missed football like you wouldn't believe when I was when I was at the game I missed it it's something that I'd, it made me happy when I was a young boy it made me happy all the way through careers I sort of up and down family life it was football that was a release football was everything and it gets took away from you and to be honest with you, I was sad. People speak about, oh, you footballers, you're earning money. Who cares? Mm. Who cares? Keep it. Do what you want with it. As soon as it's took away for you, um, that's how you know. Long time retired, and it's a, it's a that that that, that feeling there is, it's quite unexplainable, unex- really. Where you think you know you never get told you're not going to play again, and then to say no, that's what other people might be doing, but I'm playing again. I'm going to, sh- I'm going to show, and I'm going to get. And it, oh, as soon as I scored that goal, I thought I cannot wait. 
to score the next one, to do what I need to do and just go through the gears and you know that, that season we got promoted at Wembley and my, my family hadn't seen a lot of my my games and, and, and it was Randy Robertson's family and my family were in a, like a box together so that, that feeling to go up and my mum and dad's like, obviously my mum's still in 70 my dad's 75 and you know just to, just to see the sheer joy in their face not to say anything to say oh you're playing in front of a big crowd or anything like that just to see one of the family from the streets of Glasgow the boys he, he's, he's went and done it you know what I mean he's went and he's, he's had rejection but he's come back he said failure, he's come back. And, and that there is a, that's, that's the thing that make or break you as a footballer, I, I believe, you know. And that's what, for me, that those sort of moments there is, is why you keep playing the game. Can you name your mum and dad? You yeah, not, they're Christian names, so. No, my, my dad's called St- Stephen Snodgrass, my mum's got Irene Snodgrass. Um, and uh, they came from big families, so we always had like, um, yeah. you know, um, Uncles and aunties around the house and different things and you know my, my mum's the only one left in her family. That's um, you know it's a special f- feeling for me and and I left at 19 year old. I know it's not the other side of the world, but giving up that everyday interaction with your family, that is a that is a tough feeling. But what's it for to to go and live your dream? Earlier on, we had a question, a sponsor's question about your best manager ever, and you answered it brilliantly because you picked on things from Strachan and you said something from everyone and they're all different. But a, f- a real friend of this show, Steve Bruce, we've had Alex on it, Steve's coming up, and I've told you as well that Steve was a, a guy who helped me massively in my career. When you worked for him, was it fortunate that in maybe the worst part of your professional career when you get this brutal injury, was it fortunate that he was your gaffer? Yeah, I think, uh, listen, I think at that moment in time, let's just say if it was, you know, a manager's first job, just say, and, and yes. he maybe no um, experience, how we deal with that, you know, maybe you don't learn that in the your B licence or your A licence or your pro licence. <laughs> you have to live it, you have yeah, to go of through Of course it. you have to live it, and he went through it as a player. He was just a, 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 you know, one of the guys, he was a proper man's man, you know, he got what it meant to sort of go through the, the good times and the bad times and as you just spoke about there one of the toughest points for me was that that long term injury and, and, and he got me through he nurtured me through it he, he was speaking to me through it he was such a you know an influential influential part in my career he signed me um, he took me to Aston Villa I've remained sort of close to him ever since and you know you speak about the best manager the old round manager I'd have to say him um, I'd need to say him because he he brought every single thing along the way in terms of you know what what it meant. He gets the game. He understands it. Yeah. He's played the game in and out, and uh, he, he took me sort of um, sort of forty six months into the into the rehab and and, and he pulled me. And he says, "Listen," he says, "you don't need to be here." He says, you, "you you don't need to be in here every day. Go back to Scotland, see your family." And I thought. I've never ever experienced this, you know what I mean? He just put his arm with me at the right time. Spotted that you were driving yourself to, to the limit, to, to driving yourself crazy because of how hard you were working. Yeah. It, to, to shorten a period that was going to have to be 16 months anyway. And you were in boredom, I suppose, yes. repetition. Yes, of course. Being bugged by people saying, how's, yeah. how's, how's it going? Yeah. Off and like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's why he wanted to take you out of that environment for yeah, he took, he took me a away. break. Yeah, he took me away. And he knew how... He's a proper family man, so he knew how special it was to kind of be around them sort of through difficult times, uh, which he'd probably experienced through his 
uh, career. You used, but you used the time he gave you well, didn't you? Of course I did. Uh, uh, but the thing is, as well, what, obviously a lot of people he, he lost his his mum and dad at the time of Aston Villa. Um, yeah. He was going through a lot of sort of health stuff himself, and it just shows that the, the character of the guy, you know, what he's going through, and he's trying. He was still trying to see. All the lads were all right, you know, focusing for the match on a Saturday, you know, and just sitting with him, and I, you know, and, and I just probably asked him uh, one day, you know, how, how are you? <laughs> you know, how, you're asking how are we all the time? How, how, you, how are you coping? You know what I mean? And uh, it was just a sort of typical reaction that I would have had if it, if it was me, you know, he was, he was quite sort of emotional, and, and, it, and listen, that just sort of sums him up. He's, he's human like everybody else, and, and, and what a hell of a job he's doing that, Sort of Newcastle just now when everybody went went against him and uh, for such a good job Rafa Benitez done before, but you know it's it's the man he is that that, that that's sort of the lads would respect up there and, and and the fans and stuff and and he's doing a great job and I wish him well. I think sometimes life, if you live it to the maximum of your ability, sends you good people. Yeah, of course. And life sent you a good person. Yes, yeah. of course. Nice to be able to say it on the on the beginning of you because. Um, you know, we'll take a little musical break in a second or two, but um, we formed this podcast to be able to teach people that the ridiculous misinterpretation and pigeonholing of footballers and football coaches where they're all flash, they're all stupid. The whole purpose of this was to bring out the goodness and the wit and the talent and the resilience and the character of the, of the football people we know. Yep. So you've helped us do that. I thought we would enjoy this. Uh, I'll stop now by saying I'm proud to know you. I mean, it's been fun. It's been funny. I know you can change gears in how you talk and go into different alleyways, but hearing that is, um, you know, it touches you. And respect my respect for not only using your talent and being where you are, but having come through that is, is gigantic. And I'll bet you everybody listening uh, feels the same way, Rob. So thanks for your generosity. Thank you. Thanks very much. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 